Is Bitcoin in a bull or a bear market? And does it even matter? So that's what we're going to talk about today is what cycle of the market are we in? Are we in a bull market? Are we in a bear market? And what is to become of Bitcoin? Where are we headed? And uh, stay tuned to the channel tomorrow. We have Gareth Soloway back from In The Money Stocks. Uh, we did a video with Gareth last week, I believe it was, um, and he's going to be back tomorrow. A lot of people really enjoyed his take on the markets and on Bitcoin and his technical analysis. He is a professional trader, been in the markets for about 15 years, and he is uh, tracking cryptocurrencies now using his expertise from the financial markets, traditional stocks and futures and options markets. Uh, so definitely tune in for that tomorrow. I'm going to be doing that interview with him uh, around noon Eastern Standard Time, and I'll be posting it after that. So uh, I know a lot of people really enjoyed that last video that we did uh, with Gareth. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen now and show you a couple of things that is uh, really interesting when you think about the um, market where we're at, whether it is a bull or a bear market where we are in the cycle. And, you know, if you've been watching, this is um, coin market cap here. It gives you the market cap, uh, overall market cap of what's going on, tracks all the different um, cryptocurrencies, crypto assets, altcoins. And Bitcoin's been kind of hovering in that price range up or down. And you can see uh, we've got uh, stuff all over the map. And it's kind of been bouncing back and forth where it seems like some days Bitcoin will be up a little bit. It's been ranging between that 33 and 37,000 range. Can't really get above 37,000. Isn't really going below 33. Might It might wick up or down a little bit here or there, but it's kind of been bouncing around in that range, kind of wearing people out, frustrating people, but that's the nature of the markets. Markets don't always move straight up or straight down. They don't always move fast. And as you're going to see here in a second on this Bitcoin rainbow chart, which is a really interesting chart uh, to kind of take a look at, kind of gives you an idea of market cycles. Um, you'll see uh, that things are kind of all over the map when you look at Bitcoin um, from a historical perspective, going all the way back to 2013 from the beginning, back when you could pick it up for, you know, anywhere from a dollar to five dollars. Pretty interesting, right? Uh, all the way back to 2012, 2011, 12, I guess it started in 2009. It was probably pennies. Um, I wasn't aware of Bitcoin until we got into probably the 2010, 2011 timeframe and um, really didn't start paying attention to it until probably 2015, 2016. Um, so been around for a while, been an interesting journey, but this is a really neat chart to look at here. This is from blockchaincenter.net. They have all kinds of interesting charts you can look at. They have uh, an alt uh, altcoin season chart, which we'll look at here in a minute. Uh, a lot of people wonder, hey, you know, are we in altcoin season? You know, what kind of what kind of market are we in? Um, and those types of things. So bull market or bear market? So there's a lot of people saying both. A lot of people are saying we're still in the bull market. A lot of people are saying that we are entering a bear market. Yet we're just in kind of a correction mode here and we're entering um, uh, or not in a correction, but we're in a sell off mode, a declining market mode, and we are entering a bear market. Um, so generally, there's a lot of different ways you can define bull and bear markets. But the real question is, does it really matter um, from the standpoint of market cycles? And when you look at market cycles, you'll see markets, they peak, they drop down, they kind of bounce around in a range for a while, then they'll peak again, drop back down, bounce around in a range, peak again. This chart's really interesting. It gives you price points as you go along timeframes. It shows you these lines here are the halvings. Um, where Bitcoin um, uh, 
you know, release is cut in half for the amount of coins that are able to be mined. Um, and you can see that uh, there's really interesting timing with the happenings in terms of where it is in the market. A lot of times these lower areas in the blue, um, that is your uh, bear markets, your slower markets. <clears throat> that's where um, you're just kind of bouncing along the bottom there. And that's what you'd call a bear market. Sometimes they last a long time, sometimes not so long, long at all. In the beginning, it kind of goes from uh, April of 2012 into probably, um, you know, the 2013 prime uh, uh, time frame, January of 2013. Then you get this big up cycle. But the first real peak that a lot of people reference is that 2013 peak. And then things were downhill from there. And it took about, if you follow this whole chart to get to the bottom, uh, it took until 2015. So basically from January, March of 2013, all the way down to February of 2015 that it took to get to the bottom of the market. And then it bounced around. And this is what you would call probably a bear market because it was down for you know, a number of days, more than 90 days usually is what you're looking at. Um, something that happens in a week or 30 days doesn't really define a market or a market cycle. Um, so you're bouncing around the bottom here for about 90 days and then you're trending back up. So let's look at the bottom, the bottom of this one. The end of that bear market was March of 2017. We were bouncing around, like I said, from February 2015. So we spent two years bouncing around the bottom and then boom, you're back off to the races again of 2017. And you hear a lot of people talk about the similarities between now and 2017 and 2013. So this chart kind of shows you how all that lines up with the happenings and with the market cycles. And you can see the, the colors of the rainbow here and what they mean, maximum bubble territory, sell, the FOMO, uh, is this a bubble, the hold period, the still cheap accumulate buy, and basically a bear market at the bottom of the cycle. So anyways, we're at um, right here at this peak of 2017, looks like it is December of 2017. We've talked about that. And then it trends down, looks like it hits a bottom around December of 2018. So that's about a year. And then we bounce up a little bit here. We start coming back and this is April of 2019. And then we, we get the, the sell-off, as everybody knows, including March, which I don't really count the pandemic sell-off because that's not a normal mar market cycle event. That's an anomaly. That's a black swan. But we, you know, it's in there. So it's now in the history. And uh, that was the bottom of March 2020. And then it starts trending up and it goes back down a little bit. And then it goes up again and it back down. And this is that um, July uh, through September time frame where I kind of pegged the beginning of this cycle that we're in right now, this, this big run that we are in right now, uh, that July to September, you could you know, argue whichever months that started. So if we look at the peak of 2017, basically December of 2017, we bottomed out in March of 2018. Um, from that, that market cycle, that's your, that's your bear market downtrend right there. Then it bounces back up, comes back down. If we discount this whole March anomaly, then we, we're you know sort of bouncing around a bear market because of that. This whole cycle, even with this uptrend in um, August of 2019, you're still kind of in that down, you know, you're trending up here, but you're still in an overall down market, right? So until you beat your last highs um, in the market cycle, you're, you're trending down, right? You got to beat that last higher high, right? Before you're back out of that downtrending market. But then it bounces around. It, you know, the rally, the, the bull market that we're, that we're in now and have been in probably would have started 
um, in early 2020. If it wasn't for the pandemic, it probably would have been up from there and who knows how high it would have went. But you could also argue that it only went as high as it did because of the quantitative easing and the liquidity that was pumped in the market. So it was kind of down in this area in this range bouncing around kind of like it was back between um, 2015 and 2017, it was kind of bounced around. You had some peaks and valleys in there, kind of like we were having right here. So the real question is, if you take the liquidity out of the market, which is a real issue right now across the, or really across the world, we have a liquidity problem. If you were at um, 20,000 at the peak of 2017, you know, plus or minus 19,000 plus or minus, I'm just going to call it 20. And you trended down and you hit a bottom of about 3,600 bucks. Then you trended back up to a $14,000 range, uh, where would that have left us if we had not gone through the pandemic and the Fed didn't pump money into everybody's pockets, including Wall Street, who is now in the game, the hedge funds, and a lot of them are using leveraged dollars. A lot of corporations are using leveraged dollars because it's free money, it's cheap stock. So that is a lot of what's driving markets, just like that liquidity drives the stock market. The liquidity out there is driving the crypto markets and it's driving the real estate markets, housing as well. And remember, I'm an investor, so I take a macro look. I look at everybody else's technical analysis, their charts. I've got Gareth Soloway tomorrow. He's one of the experts I look to in terms of technical analysis and their perspective and what the graphs and the charts are showing them, what the statistics and the, the data is showing them. And then I look at the overall economy. What kind of liquidity is out there? What's the Fed doing? What are interest rates doing? What's the, what does the overall stock market look like? Commodities, real estate. I look at all the markets and I take all that into consideration. And then when you look at that and you think about where everything else is, every single market out there right now, the consensus is that it's way overvalued because of the liquidity in the market. So the question is, does that apply to cryptocurrencies? Does that apply to Bitcoin? Well, if the stocks are way overvalued and hyperinflated because of the liquidity pool out there and, and the free money floating around, and if real estate is in the same boat, well, then you could you could equally say that um, that Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency should not have, have hit as high as they did, as fast as they did. So that could be one reason we're correcting. And I know there's a lot of stuff out there with different things that are happening in the market um, in terms of the... Uh, media and the news, and you have to take all that into consideration. That's a different video I'm going to make on all that. Um, so you could argue that we hit those levels and we're now correcting back to more normal territory. But the question that remains is, where is this going? How low is it going to go? How high is it going to go? And when? Everybody wants to know when. So um, what are we to do? What are we looking at? And how do we know when, it all, when all this is going to happen? Um, so hopefully we'll have some guidance tomorrow with, um, with Gareth in terms of the charting, you know, to show us what's happening. But we could trend sideways for, here for a little while because we are in price discovery mode right now. So what I said at the beginning of the video is it doesn't really matter if we're in a bear market or a bull market, a bull market or a bear market. What you want to be aware of is in the world of investing and in the world of trading, trend is your friend, right? It's all about the momentum of the market cycles and the trends. And you want to be on the side of the trend. So in a bull market, you're trending up. So you want to be in front of that and you want to lead the market up with your trades, with your investing, with your activities. And if you're holding, you know, that's fine. You just, you're holding through all cycles. If you're long-term hold and it really doesn't matter, then, you know, that's your strategy and that's great. Just remember, um, everybody liquidates sooner or later. And it's better to liquidate on your terms when you want to, when you can, and when it's the best time in the market cycle to liquidate than when you have to. 
Um, so just think about that. Everybody exits, everybody liquidates sooner or later, sooner or later. So you want to make sure that you, you know, kind of maximize that liquidation and or plan for the future. So uh, if you're long term, that's great, but there's going to be times when you need to plan for that future. So going through these market cycles, we, are, we have momentum up, we are trending up, momentum down, we're trending down. And then right here, we're kind of all over the map and nobody knows what to do during these times because it'll fake you out going up, fake you out going down. And then you get a black swan like the coronavirus pandemic which very well could happen again. So you have to be aware of that. Um, you know, that's not the first pandemic that we faced in this world. It won't be the last. And, um, you know, this one could have been a whole lot worse. So um, we've been trending up for some time and we hit that peak in the 60s, you know, that 60, 65 to 68,000 range, uh, you know, depending on what market you're in, uh, what exchange you're looking at, but you know, around 65,000 plus or minus. And then now what you can clearly see, bear, bull, it doesn't really matter, the trend is down. So right now the market has rolled over and it's trending down and it's trying to figure itself out. It's trying to decide, um, do we have more buyers or do we have more sellers and at what price? So it's really price action momentum that you're that you're really looking at in terms of trying to determine the direction of the market. So where are we at right now? We're in that um, that market declining market phase. I wouldn't call it a bear market yet. We could very well be in a correction phase in a bull market until we get confirmation of exactly which way the market's going to go. And I'll take a look at another chart here in a second so we can kind of look at price action a little bit. Um, but right now we've rolled over. The trend is down. So you have to face, you know, it is what it is. We are trending down. We are no longer trending up. The question is, is that going to continue? And if it does, you know, what's it going to look like and how low is, is it going to go? Again, it never goes straight down. Since the early, early days where you had some real serious up and downs, especially in the, in the trending uh, trending markets of, you know, shooting straight up, shooting straight down. We had some real serious spikes, but it's kind of leveled off. And as we've, we've um, had more broad adoption of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies into the financial institutional financial world, hedge funds, investment funds, um, it's kind of leveling off a little bit more and it's going to continue to level off a little bit more. And you have to understand what those investors, the professional investors, professional traders, hedge funds are after. They are after profits. They are trying to extract as much profit as they can from the market. I did a little bit on the psychology of the markets the other day. And in terms of momentum, market cycles, bear, bull, um, you know, there's a couple of charts out there. And if you look at the different charts on the psychology of the markets in terms of where they start, the cycles that they go through and where they end, make sure you study those and take a realistic viewpoint of where you think we are. And it doesn't necessarily match up. So when you look at these charts, the Wickoff distribution, psychology of the market, all these things that are floating around out there the width, the height, and the, um, uh, the style of these charts and graphs and diagrams that you're seeing don't necessarily have to line up with what's exactly going on in the market. These are just reference points that just, you know, markets are all over the place. They go up and down sideways, you know, things like that. The key is to understand market sentiment, the news, price action momentum, uh, to determine where are we realistically in the cycle of the market and what is the current trend. So when you take overall macro and you look at the sentiment in the market and the trend, and then you add the technical um, analysis data to it, then you can get a pretty good idea of where we might be heading and what the outcome is, is potentially going to look like and what we can expect, reasonably expect from the future. So I'm going to pull up TradingView here for a second. 
and um, we'll kind of take a look at where um, the price action is lately um, in this market and what we need to get some sort of clarity to kind of figure out where we could potentially uh, be going with Bitcoin because all of the markets hinge on Bitcoin. Now, another thing to think about too is um, the stock market and Bitcoin are very highly related now because of the institutional involvement, because of the institutional investors in the game, um, all the attention that, that the markets are getting uh, from the institutions, they're going back and forth. They're going back and forth between altcoins, they're going back and forth between um, Bitcoin, gold, and all of these other uh, assets in the market. I'm gonna close this chart out for, from blockchain, um, blockchaincenter.net. Another neat chart to look at is altcoin season index. That's really interesting. And this kind of shows you where you are in the cycle of uh, the altcoin season. And you can see right now, as of April, um, 2021, it's telling us that right now, our, our, our altcoin month index, that's kind of hard to say, is about 55 altcoin season, 90% chance that we are in altcoin season. And you've seen altcoins, you know, really juiced up and jacked up here lately and um, kind of off to the races. They've been a little up and down. We had a little sell-off a couple of weeks ago. But when you look at these things, you can pull up darn near any altcoin. Um, let's just pull up Ethereum here. And I like to do this in coin market cap in terms of making decisions of what you want to invest in in the trends. And remember, trend is your friend. When it comes to investing and trading, you want to look at the trends. The trends is what it's about. And uh, you, want to, you want to trade with the trends and you want to be on the side of the momentum of the price action in the market. That is the key to success. And if you look at these things, man, they, you know, any one of them you pull up, this is Ether, you know, hit an all-time high uh, of back in May of... Um, 4,300, now we're back down. It hit a low in you know, the 1,700 to 1,900 range. Now it's kind of bouncing around. Um, that's year to date. If you look at one year, you can kind of see it's in the last year, it's just boom, it just went straight up. And when you go back to a lot of these um, altcoins, let's go look at any one of them. Let's look at uh, Cardano here. Um, that one's getting a lot of attention right now. Um, Cardano, Cardano, whatever you want to call it. Um, you say Cardano, I say Cardano, um, doesn't really matter. So let's go look at the uh, one-year action on Cardano. That's the all-time action, looks like radio frequency. What in the world is that? Oh, that's Tether. Hang on, this thing, so I got a little delay here uh, with the recording, sorry. So let's go back, that was Tether. That looked like uh, somebody was trying to communicate with me, the radio frequencies. We're gonna go look at Cardano here, and here we go, here's Cardano. So here's the all time of Cardano when it first came out, big spike, then it sold off, leveled off for a while. But let's look at the last year. You know, again, basically straight up, um, reaching that peak in um, May, just like everything else. So when you start going back and looking at these altcoins and comparing them to Bitcoin, you can kind of see they all did the same thing. They all shot straight up in May, pretty much. And um, Everything has been kind of up and down since then, largely selling off. There are a few newer ones out there that have just come online. Um, here's Polygon, Matic. Uh, this is a popular one as well. You can kind of see, you know, straight up, parabolic. You know, let's look at the one year, boom, straight up. So everything's kind of done this, right? So what does that tell you? Liquidity in entering the market, a lot of speculation going on, institutions getting the market, they're in the game. And these things are easy to move. They're easy to... Uh, manipulate. It's easy to drive the market with those things um, because they're cheap, right? So a little bit goes a long way. So um, 
just be aware of that. But anyways, this uh, this altcoin altcoin season graph is really neat to look at. Um, they have some really neat charts there, and it kind of shows you December of 2020 at the bottom there, um, where it was more Bitcoin season at the top of the chart. It shows you where you're in altcoin season, and it's saying right now we're in altcoin season, meaning that altcoins have more opportunity than Bitcoin because Bitcoin dominance is down. It's kind of trading sideways a little bit. People are more interested in altcoins because there's more yield. They can drive the price action up and down. They can um, uh, create those, create the momentum of the price action in the market very easily. So let's look at where we're at right now. What needs to happen? Okay, so um, we got to have one of two things, right? We need to, you know, we could go sideways here for quite a while, as you've seen uh, with some of these declines in the market over the years. Uh, if this was the bear market and we're done, 50%, 60%, whatever you want to call it, they could go sideways for a while. Nobody knows. I mean, that could be months. It could be a year. You've seen in the history of Bitcoin where it does some really crazy things and it runs it runs sideways for quite a while, you know, some little little up and downs, you know, things like that. What you got to watch out for is you got to watch out for the traps, okay? The traps that are being set, the bull traps, the bear traps. Um, you get off of a, a little incline like this, you start dropping down, you get a little bear trap there, uh, meaning they're trying to catch a lot of short sellers and liquidate their positions. Boom, you're off to the races. You get up, you get this blow off top and you start declining. Again, bear trap right here. And then you get the big sell off and then you get a little bear trap again right there. So where is the next trap? The next trap, most likely logical trap would be a bull trap, okay? Where does Bitcoin need to go to get back to all-time highs and beyond, okay? Your last lowest low was in the 59,000, 58,000 range. So realistically, until you crack 58,000, there's no real hope of getting above that, okay? Uh, and going any further. So you really gotta get, get beyond 50, 58, 59,000. We've been bouncing around between 33, and 37, 38,000. We haven't really gotten above that. Might've touched 39 going up, 32 going down, but we're in that range. So until you get above 40,000, you can't really expect to get up into the 50,000 range. And you could realistically bounce in that 50 to 59, kind of like we're doing right now, very frustrating, but that's what you need in order to get the next move up. You gotta start breaking through these 40,000 levels, uh, and, you know, current level of where we're getting rejected right now, you've got to break through that ceiling. Then you get to the next level, you break through that ceiling and the next level. But at the end of the day, in order to get to 100,000, a lot of people say Bitcoin will be at 100,000 by the end of the year. Um, when will that happen? As soon as we break above 58,000, you can you can probably expect to definitely get back to where we were at 65. And that's where you want to put your stop losses in. As we go up, you want to, if you're trading and you're, you're moving with the markets and the momentum and the... Um, uh, trading with the trends, then you want to you want to protect yourself on the downside, right? So, how do you move down, and where could that possibly go? So, the move down, we're kind of in this zone, and again, we're putting in these lows, and right now, uh, we have not broken back down below thirty thousand. So, if we crack down below thirty thousand, not just a wick, but if we get down there and we start bouncing around below thirty thousand, then you can start looking for another leg down. And that next leg down again would probably be down in that um, 20 to 25,000 range where you could potentially bounce around there for a little while. And um, if you watch some of these um, market cycle that, cycles that we've been in and some of that downward action that we've been in, you can see where it kind of bounces around and ranges um, off and on for a little while before you get to the bottom of that full on bear market. So. That's what you can expect from Bitcoin. That's the things that it needs to do to go up or go down. Right now, we just we just aren't going to know. We're in that range. It's bouncing around. 
Um, it doesn't have to do anything. It can bounce right here and this, this could be it. You know, this could be a bottom and we could bounce around here for a long time. Could be who knows how long till the next happening. And then we'll see what happens and maybe that's your next market cycle. If you look at the trend, that rainbow chart that we looked at, uh, it seems like those happening cycles um, were down around, let's go look at that again. Um, whoops, no, we want the Bitcoin rainbow chart. Get over here, um, Bitcoin rainbow chart. If you look at that, and we'll blow this up back to full screen. Um, this is really interesting to go back and look at. And um, this is the kind of stuff I like to do. I don't like to get caught up so much in the technicals and the, you know, the EMAs and RSIs and things like that. I like to look at trends. I like to look at momentum because at the end of the day, that's what matters. And that's what all the technical data is doing. It's just proving the trends. So if you go back and you look at these lines of happening here, that was kind of in the middle of the bear market. And then it was sort of bouncing around and it trended up from there. It wasn't right away. It took from the time of the happening, um, October. Well, let's look at the last one. Okay. The first one. So in 2012, that was the last one that was tracked until a peak. Um, basically, what is that? That's uh, uh, November of 2012 to the peak of... March of 2013. Um, so that was, you know, a few months there before that. And then it kind of bounced around. And then we had a happening around <clears throat> February of 2016. And then again, we didn't reach the top until uh, December of 2017. So seven, eight months there. And then we had the, the happening of 2020. Um, so that was May of 2020 and our peak was, where are we at there? Um, April, April of 2021 is where the peak was. So, um, that was almost, you know, that's a little over a year that we went through that whole cycle before we reached the peak. So where do we go from here? Because the argument is, if you look at these happenings, that the peak here and the peak here kind of almost brings you to where we are here um, in this current cycle and brings you down a little bit until you start trending back up again, potentially towards that, that next happening. So uh, very interesting uh, timing. Maybe we peaked a little early in the cycle, so it could very well trend down, bounce along that area until we start you know, getting through the next happening and tra trending up again. But typically we're a little closer than that. The next happening is not till 2024. Um, so that's a long way off and uh, nobody knows where we're going to get to though then. But that'd be something to look at. Look at where Bitcoin is now. And a lot of people are doing that in terms of the happenings and how that can affect you know, market cycles and things like that. I think the game is a little different now because you do have so much more institutional involvement. They are more about price action and trends than they are long-term. The hedge funds are not long-term investors. They're short-term. They're in and out. They're high frequency. They're trading on momentum. They're trading on trends. They look for price action in the trends and in the momentum of the markets in and out. That's how they make their money um, by, uh, let me see, we'll stop the screen share here. That's how they make their money is by trading the trends and following the momentum in the market, leading it up, leading it down, bouncing around. So for hedge funds, the more action there is choppy up and down, up and down, up and down, the more yield there is for them versus just going straight up. They can make more money getting in and out, making five, 10% here and there than they can with a 50% jump in a year. Uh, so uh, that is um, the bull or bear market discussion for the day. 
Uh, don't forget tomorrow, I will be back with Gareth Soloway of In The Money Stocks to give his take on what's going on, where he thinks things are going and what he's seeing from the institutional side of the game. I look forward to seeing you on the next video and we'll talk to you soon.